That was a little too close for comfort, Dub Nation, but the Warriors pull it off. A 2-0 series lead in the Western Conference Finals. Six games remaining. More specifically, six wins remaining before the dynasty is officially back on track. Six wins away from a fourth world title in eight years. This series is far from over. They got a win in Dallas now. They don't, I guess they don't technically have to. They got home court advantage. But realistically, the Golden State Warriors are going to want to put this Dallas Mavericks team away. Game three Sunday. I was going to leave Dub Nation and anybody who watches or listens to Locked On Warriors consistently hanging throughout the entire weekend. This is the post game show. I'm going live. I'm answering any chat questions. I'm answering or addressing any comments. Come at me. Come with me. Whatever you want to do. A live edition for those of you that are actually watching live of Locked On Warriors is next. I'm Cyrus Sotz's. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by, what are we brought to you by? Bet Online, our longtime sponsor. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. I'm Cyrus Sots. As you can follow me on Twitter at DogSurfRocho. You can follow this program on Twitter at Locked On Dubs. Let's get right to it. This is all about people who want to chime in who want to express their opinions. I wish there was a way people could actually call in. I don't know if there's a way we can do that, but I'll publish, publish your post. Uh, and let's go right to it. Obviously, there's going to be a podcast edition, so i got to articulate uh, all the messages that come up. Mr. AGNB, give Looney the max. I feel you. Realistically, he's going to get probably somewhere between six and eight mil a year over three years guaranteed, and hopefully he says yes to that. Kevon Looney, let's start with him. My goodness, this postseason, has he really stepped up and shown his worth? In tonight's game, he sure he scores a career postseason high, 21 points to go with 12 rebounds. And he really exemplified what became a simple strategy for the Golden State Warriors to win tonight's game. Attack the inside. That is clearly Dallas's biggest weakness. They have no one to block shots. They have no one to stop anyone realistically who's attacking the rim. Uh, there was a period, I can't remember if it was a th late third, might have been early fourth, where Stephen Curry missed a three-pointer. Then the pool party missed a three-pointer. This was right in front of the Dallas Mavericks bench. I thought a foul should have been called there. It wasn't. But Kerr quickly called the timeout to remind his team they don't need to be shooting three-pointers to win this game. The Dallas Mavericks are vulnerable inside. You can attack them. And they went back to that strategy. And again, Kevon Looney, who stepped up huge in that Grizzly series, especially with his uh, that that massive 22 rebound performance in Game Six, steps up in Game Two tonight. 21 points, 12 rebounds. Bravo, Mister A G N B. Let's continue it on. Zach Schmelz, let's go. <laughs> yeah, dude. Thank you for just ch chiming in and and joining me for the ride. Uh, and another person saying this is from Usama Urshad Looney for the Max. Again, realistically, I, I feel what you're saying. He deserves all the love. And it's hard for me to argue against that right now. But he'll probably accept the six to eight mil a year 
Um, and here's one thing I love to throw out there. This is a straight up conspiracy theory. You can't track Bitcoin. I do wonder how many owners out there are giving little wink, wink deals uh, to their players saying, hey, sign the eight year deal, eight, eight million a year deal over three years. I'll throw another 10 million with the Bitcoin. What do you say? Uh, this is a great point right here. This is from Wang Chang. He or she writes, why people so underestimate the warrior? And I follow what you're trying to say there. Why are people continually thinking that the Warriors are not the best team in the NBA? I mean, look, I and I posted something on my Twitter account, and I'm going to show this little graphic. And it's not a graphic; it's just a picture. Uh, so, if you're watching on YouTube, you will see this, uh, and I'll I'll read out loud uh, for the people who are uh, uh, listening on a recorded edition of the podcast what I'm talking about here. ESPN with every round of the playoffs. Uh, lays out their predictions from their quote-unquote experts. And if there's one thing I'm learning more and more as I get older in this in this world, is just more and more people, just especially in this media game and more specifically sports media, who just have no idea what they're talking about. I don't know why so many of these people are paid for their quote-unquote expert opinions. But take a look at this little, little picture right here. People were smart when the Warriors played the Grizzlies. Every single one of these quote-unquote experts from, from ESPN uh, wisely picked the Warriors to be the Grizzlies, a team that I still maintain is or was their toughest out. Uh, Connell Returno in this morning's Locked On uh, Warriors said the Celtics might be tougher. That's a debate I would entertain. The, the Celtics are a legitimately good team. We'll see what happens. But this picture right here for the YouTube folks, and I'll read out loud to you, the five people out of 19, over 25% of ESPN's quote-unquote experts went against the Warriors, picking the Mavericks, Tim Bontemps, Someone who I actually kind of respect picked the Mavericks in six. In six. That is some blatant disrespect right there. Israel Gutierrez, who I actually have no, I mean, I, I've seen him do courtside reporting for ESPN, which is all the more disappointing. You think someone being a courtside reporter would have an extra level ex of expertise, given how close they are to the action? Mavericks in six. Someone who continually uh, is mentioned to me in terms of constructive critique for this feedback. I sometimes have actually not, it's very rare, but I've had one or two people come out and say, Hey, can you give me some more X's and O's on the show? Happily, when, when, look, if X's and O's is a subject matter that should be discussed on this program, I will absolutely touch on it. And I think we do that uh, at a relatively decent level. My guests that I bring on, touch on the X's and O's and people often say, do Zach Lowe. I love his podcast because he's, he seems to know what he's talking about. He's an expert. He knows his X's and O's. He also picked the Mavericks in seven and on his most recent podcast, which I actually decided to listen to because he was doing a preview of the, of the Warriors Mavericks, him and his guest, all they did was doubt the Warriors question the Warriors. They were not convinced by the same Warriors uh, core that won three title in five years. Why are you doubting them? Did you not see what the Warriors did in the first half of this season? Why do you think that was an anomaly? Why do you take the second half as truth and not the first? Why do you ignore five straight years of utter pure dominance? I, I hold the, the Warriors to the same high regard as I do Tom Brady. I hold the Warriors to the same high regard as I, regard as I would any other dynasty you could think of. I actually think the Bulls were still better. I think the, the Bulls 72-win team beats the Warriors 73-win team or beats the 2017 Kevin Durant Warriors. Despite that, 
that this Warriors team is insanely dominant. That five-year run was the greatest in history. Zach Lowe, you're picking the Mavericks in seven because they beat an overrated Suns team, a vastly overrated Suns team. Tim McMahon, who I believe covered Mavericks, so I can understand a little bias there. He picked the Mavericks in six. Bobby Marks, Mr. Data, Mr. Numbers, picked the war the Mavericks in six. And if you want to know why, ask them. I have no idea. It's mind-boggling to me. So, so Wing Chang, I get it. I do not understand it either. Bill Simmons went against the Warriors as well. Charles Barkley, who I'm starting to believe more and more so this is all a bit, but he he predicted the Mavericks. I don't get it. I don't get it. Tyler Burbeck, let's go Warriors. Heck yeah, man. As a reminder, the Warriors are now six wins away from their fourth world title in eight years. What a game tonight. I'm going to get into it in detail. I want, I want to I want to give love to everyone who's joining me tonight, though. What, what else is here? Uh, Ricardo Vero Medigues. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Looning, cleaning up Draymond's bad game. Draymond Green did have a bad game. He Except... But I'll, I'll, I'll highlight one really positive that he did. And that was that three-pointer. And I got to find the numbers. I, I jumped on the show right after the game. So I did not do research on this. But on Monday's show, I'll pull it up. In terms of what the... the, the and if someone who's watching this wants to pull it up and, and highlight it, let me know. But I know the Warriors have an incredibly staggering record when Draymond Green hits a three. He did not hit one three in that entire Grizzlies series. Uh, I think he hit a three in the first three games of the Nuggets series. But when he hit that three tonight, I knew it was over. I just, every time Draymond Green hits a three, anecdotally, meaning to the best of my memory, there was one game they lost. And I think it might have been against the Cavaliers in the finals where Draymond Green hit a three. But that's the only memory I have of the Warriors ever losing a game when Draymond Green hits a three. By the way, the Warriors, 19-1. and one, under Steve Kerr when they win game one. I don't know what the record is when they're 2-0 and in a series. Maybe the same. Because I think that one loss was 2016. So, you're going to bet against that. So, yeah, Draymond did have a, a iffy game tonight. Fouled out. But, uh, loony, man. Next level. Ayo! Nice comment there. Tyler Burbeck, sponsored by Fit Aid. <laughs> uh, Nicholas O'Neill, what's up, dude? This was the Looney game, but Otto Porter has been so big time. I could not agree more. Otto Porter Jr. tonight at 24 minutes. He was plus 11, 11 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, and he had that huge 3-pointer. I think everyone who watched the game knows exactly what I'm talking about. Zach Schmel says, a spot, try the Spotify green room. Yeah, I might do that, but I, I don't know if I could do that and YouTube simultaneously and, and Locked On's focus is on the YouTube thing. Um, Tyler also writes, Curry finally broke out of his slump. What slump? Are you, mean, are you talking about his three-point percentage? Yeah, maybe, I guess. You're right. Uh, Curry tonight went from three, six for 10. More Curry-esque. Yeah, he, he lived up to his own standards that he struggled to live by this year. Just from shooting percentage stats when it comes to his scoring numbers rebounds i mean even assists those are fine but yeah the shooting percentages are percentages are down a little bit let me drink some water here real quick i have parched people on this live edition i gotta read some sponsors real quick because this is technically an episode of lockdown warriors for the weekend let's talk about uh built bar 
longtime sponsor of the program. They are yummy. They're relatively good for you. They have no sugar. Well, not no sugar, literally, but very little sugar, especially when you compare them to a candy bar. It's only four grams of sugar versus 30 in your average candy bar. Sugar is bad for you, folks. It's a pure toxin. It's a carcinogen. And Built Bars have very little of that, yet they have a lot of protein. On average, 17 grams of protein per bar and only 130 calories on average versus 240 for a candy bar. And again, as I've mentioned before, anytime I just want to feel full without gorging, I eat a Built Bar and I feel fine. And I don't feel guilty. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. I just heard that Stephen Curry ate some tonight. That's why he did so great. I'm kidding. Don't take that as fact. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Make sure to go check out the Locked On NBA Big Board. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA draft, mock draft, player rankings, and, of course, the big boards. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So am I tonight, and so is my Twitter account. You can follow me on Twitter at DogSurfRocho. Uh, Mr. AGNB asked, do you think Draymond takes too far sometimes, especially this game? No. It's just one of those things you got to live with with Draymond Green. The Warriors are not a dynasty without him. This is just part of who he is. He's emotional. Uh, you know, he puts his, he, he wears his emotions on his sleeves and you take the good with the bad and the good of Draymond just far outweighs the bad. Now, if this was happening every game, yeah, let's revisit this topic, but it doesn't, it's on occasion and I don't mind it. I really don't. Um, what's going on here in the comments? I want to first give some love, by the way, I want to, I want to read some stats to you first things first, uh, the warriors tonight. And, and I, and I tweeted this out at halftime. The Mavericks, and here's where I don't respect them, all right? I actually think they're like, a, like compared to what the Warriors facing against Memphis, this is actually like, you know, this, they're a respectable bunch. Like, they're at least, you know, not just being brash and, and you know, talking all the smack without having accomplished anything yet in this game. Um, but they're a, they rely so much on that three-point shot. It's just, I you know, it reminds me a lot of that, that last Rockets team that the Warriors took out back in, a, was it 2019? I think so. Or was it the 2018? No, it was 2018 where they went over 27 in game seven. But it, it, you can't you, you can't do that. And, and the Mavericks just put up so many threes for this game. Dallas had 45 three-point attempts. And they shot 46.7% from three, which is an unbelievable number if you think about it. At the half, at, at halftime, they were shooting... Uh, 55.6%. There were 15 of 27 from beyond the arc at halftime. And when I saw that and I tweeted this out, I, I I just did not think the Mavericks could sustain that ridiculously high of a number. And fortunately, they didn't. They, they came back to earth. They went 15 for 27 in the first half. But uh, the rest of the way, in the second half, they made only six three-pointers. 
on 18 attempts. So they came back down to earth. The, the Warriors clearly increased their urgency. They increased their effort. I loved seeing Moses Moody out there. I know he didn't put up big numbers, but Kerr left him out there for a while. I mean, he played 10 minutes total. I think those were all uh, in the late third through the middle of the fourth. Um, he was a plus eight out there. Only scored two points, had one assist, but he was setting fantastic screens. And again, that second half, man, this Mavericks team, if, if that's their entire strategy is just, let's just shoot threes. Like that, that just doesn't work. And, and the Warriors proved tonight how diverse they are offensively um, because the Warriors are usually the ones that out just blow their opponents away with three-point shots. Again, the Mavericks had 45 three-point attempts. The Warriors had 28. They shot 50% from beyond the arc, which is a huge reason for their success tonight. Um, and as a whole, again, the Warriors 14 of 28. Dallas finishes 21 of 45. Uh, but the Warriors killed the Mavericks when it comes to points in the paint. The Warriors had 62 points in the paint tonight. That's how open it is for them. And it's going to stay open like that this entire series. The Mavericks only scored 30 points in the paint tonight. That's why they lost. That's why they lost. Because they're just completely dependent on that three-point shot. They don't have a second you know, star slash superstar player to help Luka Doncic out. And, you know, again, the Warriors were outscored 72-58 at the half. Then in the second half, they outscored the Dallas Mavericks 68 to 45. What a game. Uh, I got to get back to, to some comments here. So, yeah, I don't know if Curry was ever in a slump, but but I wouldn't call it that. But maybe by his own standards, it was slightly subpar. But uh, Tyler, yeah, he had a fantastic game tonight. There's no question about that. Um, Mr. AGNB, I already addressed that. I apologize. Uh, let's go here. I don't know how to pronounce this name. This is Ken Dad Svensgard. I hope that pronounced that correctly. Uh, you're right. Damian Lee can stay, but Moody needs to take his rotation spot. I would not object to that. Damian Lee was one of the few negatives in this game tonight for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, and, and he only played five minutes, but it was a meager five minutes. He was minus 12 in the plus minus, minus while he was on the court. Just had one assist. Also had one turnover to go with two personal fouls. So, yeah, and I I, I know Kerr and, and the coaching staff trust him. Um, but I think it's time for Moody and Kaminga. I mean, Kaminga didn't even play tonight. I thought that was a bit of a disappointment. Um, so I'm with you on that. Uh, Michael Zhang writes, why is it when pool Steph clay are out there at the same time? It's never that great. I got to look up the, 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 the analytics on that because I don't agree with that. Um, you know, I call them the splash party. I, I, my memory when those three were out there is they thrived. I, they cause pure chaos for the opponent's defense just because it's damn near impossible to defend that. Um, so I, I don't know what you mean by that. I, uh, you know, and, and for the numbers tonight, by the way, Stephen Curry in 37 minutes of play had 32 points to lead the Warriors in scoring. Luca led all scores tonight with 42. But again, Stephen Curry, 32 points, five assists, eight rebounds. Uh, Clay Thompson, you know, had a relatively quiet game again. I think he matched his point total in game one tonight. He had 15 points on four rebounds and Jordan Poole had 23 points uh, to go with five assists. So I, I, I don't know what, why you you're hating on that triumvirate. Uh, I call them the splash party. Um, I think they're fine. Uh, Tyler writes, uh, Curry finally broke out of a slump and he went off. Yeah. We talked about that. Uh, any updates on GP two? I mean, technically they're saying he could come back as early as next week. Excuse me. 
live edition. My voice is shot. Um, so Osama Urshad, I hope I pronounced your name correctly. Um, he could be back in a week. Realistically, my guess is they're going to try and save him uh, for the NBA Finals if the Warriors get there. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but clearly this Warriors team is in control right now of this series. And if there's one thing I have no doubt of, it's that this Warriors team is just vastly superior as a team to the Dallas Mavericks. No disrespect, but it's just, it is the way it is. I mean, these are two teams where one is just better than the other. Um, but Mavericks fans just can't seem can't seem to handle just basic criticism. I mean, if you look at the YouTube show's comment section, they've just been flooding this thing, man. People have been DMing me. People, it's total strangers from Dallas telling me I suck, telling me that uh, I'm wrong, that the Mavericks are going to win in six. Or it, it's I've never been inundated with messages from strangers in my life until this week. Uh, Lewis, you write. Um, Luis Ricardo Melgar Gar Garzado uh, writes, it was a hard win. It was. Uh, but to put it in perspective, the Mavericks gave the Warriors their best shot tonight. Um, they're not going to play better than that this entire series. And again, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Dallas in the first half, uh, when it came to the three-point shooting, was 15 of 27. They scored 72 first-half points. That is staggering numbers for one half of basketball. Um, and despite that, the Warriors were only down 14. I mean, that really was not a huge deficit given how good Dallas was playing. So you're right. It was difficult. But at the same time, the Warriors were clearly not playing their best ball. And Dallas was. They took their best punch and the Warriors still won. So you're right. It was a hard win. Um, but the fact that they still won despite that, despite, again, Dallas giving their best shot at them. It's encouraging. Uh, Mr. AGNB writes, do you think Lee's out of the playoff rotation for good? No, <laughs> probably not. Uh, I don't think a, a one relatively bad game is going to break his trust with uh, Steve Kerr and company. But um, I do I do hope that Moses Moody earned Kerr's trust a little more. I think he should be out there. And, and, and as excited as we are about the playoffs right now in terms of the Golden State Warriors, and when I say we, I mean Dub Nation. I, I will never refer to we as me and the Warriors. I am I'm not a player. I don't work for the team. Um, but I, I look, but as exciting as this postseason run is, where they've now won 10 games and they only need to win six more, it's really crazy if you think about it. To win their fourth world title in eight years, there's also so much excitement for the future. Jordan Poole is 22 years old. And he's and he's I mean, his his confidence out there, his demeanor, his maturity is just so damn impressive. Jonathan Kaminga didn't even play tonight, and we all know what his potential is. Limitless. Moses Moody, I think, is going to be a fantastic piece of this team. He's got, I mean, if you thought if you if you're thinking about a Clay Thompson successor, and there's no need to think about that now because Clay's only 32, but I mean, Moody could be hit. I mean, they 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 are similar in a lot of ways when it comes to their styles. Um, so the future is so bright, and we haven't seen James Wiseman really play much yet. Um, man, Lewis also writes Looney MVP. Absolutely. In case you missed the beginning of the show, uh, Kevon Looney again, twenty one points, twelve rebounds, a, a career postseason high uh, for Kevon Looney. I'm going to address everyone else in just a moment. Got to give some love first. What's today? Friday. Bet online. Yeah. Longtime sponsor. Our partners at betonline.net continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. The Warriors, by the way, are now 2-0 against the spread 
in this series. That's always a good sign, uh, in my opinion. I'm going to look up what the line is real quick uh, for game three. If it's posted yet, I'm going to guess it's going to be Warriors minus three. Uh, just off the top of my head, let's see if betonline.net has posted the line for game three yet. I am looking that up right now on their website. All you got to do is go to betonline.net, click on odds. Then NBA, the line is not posted yet. But regardless, it will be soon. And you can find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online. It is where the game starts. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. One final segment. I'm going to try to get to everyone here. Uh, Tim Legler. Uh, what's going on here? Let's see if we can show this. Here we go. Gil- Gilbert Arbalo writes, Tim Legler's analysis is the gospel. He's the only employee at ESPN worth a damn. Hard to argue with that. I, I respect Tim Legler tremendously. Uh, I've been trying to get him on, Rick, on on the other podcast. I do the Rick Barry show for a while now. Hopefully he'll come on soon, but you're right. He is very astute. Um, he's very accurate. Uh, he, he is yeah one of the few people there who actually gives the impression that they know what they're talking about. You're absolutely right. I honestly cannot think of a second name. So look, Stephen A. Smith did pick the Warriors all the way back in, in uh, September uh, to win the championship. So I do have to give him respect for that. Um, but you're right. And, and again, I've mentioned this on the show before. I've had multiple sources there, and it's really no big secret. Michelle Beadle has been going around for months, giving interviews, talking about how, how horrible the behind-the-scenes morale is at ESPN. But I've had personal sources tell me, both former and current employees, complain incredibly about the leadership there, about the decision-making, about the personnel hires, about the, the, the creative control or lack thereof given to the producers. Uh, versus what the corporate heads want. But but really, the primary gripe is who they're picking as the voices of that network. And Tim Legler, you're right. I respect him tremendously. Um, Justin Hill writes, what up? Hey, what's up, man? Too much firepower for the Mavs? You're absolutely right. Connor Letourneau made a great point on this morning's Locked on Dubs. Uh, he said, when you compare the Warriors and the Mavericks... The Warriors, like, like you could say Stephen Curry and Luka Doncic are a wash, right? And I'll agree with that. I, I As great as Luka is, you got to win in this game to truly define your greatness or just define yourself in terms of being on the ult- ultimate, you know, uh, pentalum of, of greatness. And Stephen Curry's done that. Luka hasn't done that yet. Um, but b- besides those two, let's say they're a wash. The Warriors' second best player. The Warriors' third best player, the Warriors' fourth best player, the Warriors' fifth best player, they're all better than the Mavericks' second best player. What I mean by that is Jalen Brunson. Okay. And I'm not, this is no hate on Jalen Brunson. All right. This is a guy who was a second round pick. He's six feet nothing. He's, he's, he's making, dude, he's, he's doing all right for himself out there, all things considered. But if you want to be a world championship team, Jalen Brunson cannot be your second best player. 
And Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole are all better. So I don't know why. I'll share this. I'll share this uh the screen again just because it drives me crazy. And if you want to know the truth of what, what a part of my ire is, I'm guessing most of you are not familiar with me <clears throat> until recently, since so I started hosting this thing, but I've been working in the media game for a long time, over 20 years. And a lot of my experience was like behind the scenes, right? And I was behind the scenes because I had a lot of like just morons in gatekeeping positions, whether they're program directors, whether they were editors, whether they were directors who just routinely thought I'd be better behind the scenes. And so I maybe I do have a chip on my shoulder when I see like this kind of list of people who are paid by ESPN, considered to be the gold standard of sports media. And you have five of 19 names on this list who have been given a lot more opportunities than I ever did. And again, I'm sorry for bitching about this, but Tim Bonteps, Mavericks and six. Israel Gutierrez, Mavericks and six. Zach Lowe. Someone who a lot of people respect tremendously, whose buddies wins. Bill Simmons said if his life depended on it, he would have picked the Mavericks. And Zach Lowe picks Mavericks in seven. Tim McMahon, Mavericks in six. Bobby Marks, Mavericks in six. What is, I mean, do you not, do you actually watch basketball? I mean, what is, what, what am I missing here? I mean, two years is not that long of a time to write greatness off. I just do not know what these people are thinking and also do not understand what the people of power are thinking, promoting these people, paying these people for their quote unquote expertise. Drives me crazy, man. Um, Kandad Svensgaard, I had you on a moment ago. You're right. I don't think it's blatant disrespect. I think they have short memories. Well, then that's ignorance. As a media professional, you should not have recency bias. Maintain a logical approach to things here. Remember beyond just a, a few weeks ago or a month ago. You're right. You're right. You're right. I think they have short memories and caught up in the moment of the last series. And the idea, it's time to anoint Luca the crown. They'll come around. They should not be coming around. They should have been around. That's what drives me crazy. I want the Warriors to have the same respect that Tom Brady has. That, that you know... Uh, early 2000s Lakers had, that the Spurs had, the almost that the Bulls had, that the, the 80s, early 90s Niners had. I do think the Warriors deserve that level of respect. I do. They win when they've been fully healthy. They've won every single postseason series they've ever been in. That's not subjectivity, folks. That's a fact. Steve Kerr is 19-1 and in postseason series when his team wins the first game. And the one series they lost, Draymond Green was suspended in Game 5 when they were up 3-1. The core is in their early 30s. That's not old. Chris Paul is 37. That's old. That's older. And it's just, it drives me crazy. Yeah, Laura Wang, let's go Warriors. Heck yeah. You. You're absolutely right, AC. You're right. The Warriors are not the Phoenix Suns. They are not the Phoenix Suns. <laughs> not even close. The Phoenix Suns struggled to beat the play-in team in the first round of the playoffs. The Warriors hammered the Phoenix Suns on Christmas Day in Phoenix. The Phoenix Suns 
barely beat the Warriors in their late regular season meeting, and the Warriors did not have Stephen Curry. The Phoenix Suns got pounded by the Memphis Grizzlies in the regular season. Just because a team wins 64 games does not automatically win. They are greatness. Because a team's offensive and defensive efficiency ratings are solid does not necessarily mean they are a super great team. They got to prove it when it counts the most. For all the people that worship Chris Paul, and they bring up, you know, all the, 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 the first, second, third team, all NBAs, all the all-star selections. Those are all regular season accolades. Tell me what he's done in the postseason. Because I got a big, long list of choke jobs from Chris Paul. So I, I don't get it, man. There's a lot of hate still towards the Warriors, and it does bug me. Uh, Tyler Burbeck, Curry finally broke out of a slump. I didn't sure you write that. Uh, let's see here. NRG Manifest, the tale of two games, first half, second half. That is very true. The Warriors were playing comfortable in that first half. They were, and, and they were down 19 points at one point. They cut that lead down to 11 before Luka hit that late three to make it 72-58 at the end of the first half. But I, you, if you watch this team consistently, you would have known 14 is nothing for the Warriors to come back from. And you're right. It was at the end of the first half. Uh, the score was 72-58. And then in the second half, the Warriors outscored the Dallas Mavericks 68-45. to You're absolutely right. Justin Hill writes, Curry always come through when it matters most. Top 10 all time. And I hope this shows that I'm not a total homer. I don't think Stephen Curry is top 10 yet. Um, I tweeted out a list of my top 10. If Curry wins a fourth championship, I will revisit it. Right now, he is just outside of it. I don't have him above Shaquille O'Neal yet. Um, but I do have him above Shaq if he wins that fourth title. And if he wins that finals MVP, which is really the one thing missing on his insanely impressive resume, it's gonna, it is going to shut a lot of people up. I don't know why they put so much weight on the finals MVP, but a lot of people uh, just for contrarian sake do. And uh, yeah, uh, Nicholas O'Neill writes, Curry stopped double clutching and let it fly. I did love to see that. That's a great point. He stopped hesitating. Yeah, he just, he felt in the groove. Um, Dream, uh, AC writes, didn't Draymond start nine of nine or 10 of 10 in the Olympics from three? I don't know. That's actually a new stat for me. If that's true, that's impressive. Um, Jordan Poole, Lewis, you wrote that Jordan Poole finished plus 26 tonight. Amazing. Totally agree. Uh, I believe he led the Warriors in plus minus. Jordan Poole had a fantastic game. He was seven for 10 from the field. He, that last three-pointer he made was clutch because you just, I, I, I just knew it was going to go in. I don't know about you folks. I just knew it. He looked so confident when he put that up. And this whole series is his because the Mavericks cannot stop penetration. They can't. Their defense is so weak in the interior and I'm so glad that Steve Kerr and company recognized that. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, it was like the late third, early fourth quarter. I can't remember when it was, but Curry and then Poole missed back-to-back three-pointers. And Kerr called a quick timeout to let that his team know, you don't have to be forcing threes. The two is there all night. You can win with two-pointers as long as you're making them consistently. And they did. And Jordan Poole, again, is uh, uh, seven for 10 from the field, two for four from three. Another perfect night from the free throw line. Steph, by the way, was perfect from the free throw line again. Nice to see that. Four from four. But Jordan Poole, that plus 26, finished with 23 points, five assists. Fantastic game. 
Laura Wang writes, Loon Dogs, the man. Yeah, we've covered him extensively. A career playoff high, 21 points tonight. Yeah. Um, I can't get to all the comments tonight. I'm so sorry. I I, I wanted to. I'm going to really skim through them real quick before we wrap things up here just to see if there's anything new. Uh, Kid Trickster. And if there's anybody with a legit criticism, I never hide, okay? So if there's anyone, anyone's writing something that is that needs to be addressed, I'll address it. But Kid Tricks the Rights. Hi, Cyrus. Do you think the team will give contracts out to Looney and OPJ? Looney, yes. Otto Porter Jr., I hope. They don't have uh, uh, early bird rights for Otto Porter Jr. So the, the best case scenario for him would be the, the Warriors to offer him the mid-level exception, which I've heard cap experts say is going to double. Uh, or close to double from last year, which is five million approximately, maybe a little over that. And now next year, the mid-level exce- exception supposedly is going to be in the ten million dollar range, and the Warriors can offer Otto Porter Jr. that amount. Um, and you could also break up the mid-level exception. But regardless, Otto Porter Jr. will be getting offers. Um, it just depends on what he wants. He turned down more money to play for the Warriors this year. He was offered a mid-level exception reportedly um, from. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets turned that down to play for the Warriors for the Ved Men. I really hope they offer it. But Looney, I, I feel confident in regards to him coming back. Uh, Otto Porter Jr., no news. All we can do is hope. Um, absolutely. Moses Moody, just seeing him out there was solid. And the fact he made no mistakes, he played great defense, uh, he set perfect screens, um, his timing was, was fantastic. I loved seeing him. I do love to see. I hope we see more of him and less of Damian Lee. No disrespect to Damian Lee. It's just, you know, he's just too inconsistent. Uh, but the coaching staff does trust him a lot. Um, what else is going on here? As long as Raymond Cook, you write, as long as the Warriors continue attacking the rim, they should easily be in any game. 100% agree. I've been emphasizing that all show. Uh, it is a layup line. Dallas does not have rim protection. And that is why this matchup is so fantastic for the Warriors is because this is, I mean, they got rid of the hardest obstacles. Even if they play the Celtics in the NBA finals, the reason why I think the Memphis Grizzlies were still tougher is because of size. Uh, The the Celtics have large wings. Um, Time Lord, for example, is a big, but he's 6'8". So these aren't like your typical shot blockers. These aren't your typical bigs. These are like Golden State Warriors type bigs. And if you're going to be having a matchup against a team who is similar to you, in this case, the you being the Warriors, I'm going to take the Warriors. Um, but that it's like, let's not jump ahead yet. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. The Warriors will have that all series and the Mavericks just will not have an answer for that. Um, I mentioned this earlier, Laura Wang. Was this the Mavs best punch back? Yes. The Mavs gave the Warriors their best punch tonight, their heaviest punch tonight, especially in that first quarter. And the Warriors took it and dished it back. So um, I, I I predicted the Warriors in five at the start of this of this series. I do think they will get a split in Dallas. I don't know which game it'll be. Um, wouldn't surprise me if they pulled a sweep. The vibe of this series is very similar to Denver. Clearly a very different team. But in terms of the Warriors' advantages, in terms of the confidence the home court, um, I, I it feels very similar. And I could see this going five. Uh, I don't think, I, I really think the Warriors will win at least one road game uh, in these next two. Um, <laughs> Energy Manifest writes, I could have strangled Lee tonight. Why does Kerr play him? He trusts him. It's just a trust thing. 
This is an interesting stat here. Lewis writes the most 15 plus playoff comebacks of any team in the last 25 seasons from ESPN. Amazing. If that's true. That is amazing. That is remarkable. Um, yeah. And I could, I could go through this all day. I, I, I look folks, bottom line is this, this was the Mavericks biggest punch tonight. Um, and the Warriors took it. The Warriors won. Just enjoy the weekend. Game three is Sunday, 6 p.m. I do love that the games are on on a, on TNT, uh, much more so than ESPN, just because you can sit, especially with Chuck taking this like Mavericks position. Um, Chuck's just trolling though. Yeah, he is. I think he's playing. Uh, Luke Anthony writes, "Are you an avid fanboy or a media member? I can't be both. There's some rule against that. Here's the bottom line." I have been a professional journalist for over 20 years. I'm an award-winning journalist. But at this stage of my life, I have two jobs. I'm a professor where I teach journalism. And I'm a podcast host. And if I approach this podcast job like a reporter, it would never succeed. There, there's a formula for, for success with any broadcast mediums, all right? Especially with a podcast format. You got to be informative. And you got to be entertaining. And if all I did was sit here and spit facts without interjecting my personal opinion, this would make for a very boring show. Uh, with that said, here's what I can promise you is that my credibility has never been questioned. And when I do give you facts, they are 100% trustworthy. But the fanboy thing I take a little uh, offense to just because if the Warriors were not the best team in the NBA this year and I was still talking like this, I would accept that criticism, but I was hosting a podcast with Rick Barry for two years before I started doing Locked On Warriors, and I was never once accused of being a homer or a fanboy or whatever you want to call me then because the Warriors didn't deserve it. They were not a great team, so I don't talk like this. I don't. I'm not exuberant like this when the Warriors are not the best team in the NBA. But right now, you're damn right they are, and I do love this team. So, sorry, not sorry for. On one hand, yeah, loving the Golden State Warriors. But on the other hand, also knowing that everything I do say that's informative is trustworthy. And I hope it's compelling in the process, especially with the guests I bring on. So, um, and the, the whole credentialed media member thing, I, every columnist out there is credentialed. Columnists, their entire jobs, whether it's a Tim Kawakami, my former co-host on this show, uh, and Killian. Uh, Skip Bayless, they're credentialed media. All they do is is, is spew opinions. Um, so I don't understand why, unless you're not giving them a, pa a pass either, but they're credentialed media too. Not There's a difference between a reporter. That is a title that I formerly had, and you never heard opinions from me doing that. But I am not a reporter anymore, and I don't plan on doing it again. So yeah, I'm going to give you my opinions. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry, man, but I'm not going to change just because a few people don't like it uh so luke i hope i answer that and and yeah uh this comment patriu sharma i hope i pronounced that right what if luke and seth played on the same team huge what if it would be unstoppable um nrg writes glad you spent some time with us to celebrate hell yeah dude i wish we were together but uh i also my i've been I got to spend time with the family. I've been, these post games are really starting to eat up family time. So I got, I got to, I got to run. Um, and I, I sincerely thank you for the love Dossie. Uh, it's, 
I, I'm so like grateful to be in this position, man. This for the first time in my 20 plus years of doing this, I finally found a gig that just feels right. And, um, I love this and thank you. It means the world. Uh, you're doing a great job. Thank you. And, and honestly, no, thanks for the follow-up Luke. Um, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna run, you know, if you're going to criticize me, I, 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 I respect it. I'd rather you at least tell me what's up. So at least I can communicate with you. And if I took, could, if I could take phone calls on the show, I totally would. I don't know how to do that yet. Um, I'll talk to the bosses and see what we can do. Um, but yeah, energy. Thank you. <laughs> and, and just to be clear, Wes was, I don't want to, I don't want to call uh, Wes Goldberg a hater. I really like him. I consider him a friend. Um, but you know, he, he's not a Warriors fan. He came from Florida as a reporter. Um, so he had to give you that very straightforward approach and you know, it's, you know, it, maybe he had bias. I don't know, but, um, but thank you. It's all dude. I, I love all the positivity. And again, if, if there's anything, thank you so much. If there's anything that, um, you know, you want to criticize, bring it, I'll address it. And hopefully I'll, at least I'll be transparent with you and communicate. Uh, Matthew writes, what do you think of the Warriors three point defense? Um, there's only so much you could do. The Mavericks move the ball a lot, but again, the Mavericks had that smoking hot first half. I'll read that stat to you one more time. They were in the first half, they were, uh, uh, 15 of 27 from beyond the arc. That's 55.6%. That's not realistic for a full four quarters. And, they still finished the game shooting, I believe, 45%, 46.7% from beyond the arc, which is incredible. Um, the Warriors did their best. All you can do with, with three-point defense is hustle. Uh, if you're playing man, just fight through screens. But you see the Warriors mixing up their defenses. The zone is working really good. And when you play the zone, you are going to sometimes have open shooters. That's the reason why you don't see the zone all the time. Um, so they're living, they're living with that number. And they could clearly handle it. And I, I'm personally happy. I am. I mean, all you got to do is win, right? Um, Courtney Thomas writes, please stop rambling about media stuff and talk about the game, please. <laughs> Honestly, like out of a, let's say from zero to 100, I talk about the media stuff like 3% of the time at the most. How about you complain a little less? <laughs> Come on, man. Um, let's see. Tony writes, Mavs still shot 47% from three. They did 46.7 more specifically. Um, and, and, uh, Warriors still won. And again, as I've said before, they took their best punch. They took it and they still won. That's all that matters. The wins are all that matters. Um, and I'll finish on that note because you're right. The third quarter warriors and that mojo is back Two zero. The warriors are up Western conference finals, 10 games down, 10 wins down, six wins to go. That's where we're at. Thank you folks. Go Warriors, Sunday night, 6 p.m. will be game three. And uh, I again, I anticipate the Warriors winning at least one of these two road games. I anticipate both of them being tough. Um, but this Warriors team is just superior. There's just no doubting it. I, I you know, I just, um, I, I just don't doubt it. I, I really don't. I, this Warriors team is greatness. And Steph, Dre, Clay, they're still in their prime. We might even say Kevon Looney. I mean, it's easy to forget this is his seventh year. He was part of that 73 win team. He was a rookie on, on that team. And uh, so let's not forget Looney either. I mean, he's quietly like number four, you know, with that triumvirate. Um, <clears throat> Steve Kerr. Let's not forget we have one of the best coaches in the NBA. And they all have that dynasty pedigree. Let's not count that out, folks. And no, Matthew, I don't think they're playing for their 
for their uh, contracts. Not right now. I think I really think their focus is just Larry O'Brien hoisting that fourth world title in eight years. On that note, I bid adieu. I'm going to go join the Krug show real quick. If you want to see me there, I've been doing that post game. Uh, Larry Kruger is a great friend of mine. Um, yeah, come join the party. It's just called the Krug show. Until then, I'll be back Monday. Thank you, everyone. Uh, uh, Kevin Dan is going to join me on Monday's show as he does every Monday. Uh, I really appreciate the the back and forth. I love the comments. Um, I hope uh, I hope uh, uh, I answered everything. Oh, I'll answer this, Courtney. Uh, you think we can realistically keep GP two Porter and Looney? Yes, um, and yes as well to Wiggins probably having to be traded. It, here's here's my strong prediction. If the Warriors win the world championship this year, Wiggins stays. If the Warriors, if somehow something doesn't go according to plan and they don't, I'm almost positive it's going to be a sign. They're going to trade him after this season. Um, if the Warriors win the title, I think he stays with them for next year. And then after next year, it'll be a sign and trade. Because the bottom line with Wiggins is this. One is he makes a buttload of money. And I cannot predict how much money Lake and company and Gruber are willing to spend. Um, but at the same time, you also have to understand that there's only so many minutes to give out in a game and Kaminga's rising. Kaminga's not that far off from needing 25, 30, 35 minutes a game. He's going to eventually get to that point much sooner than later. And when he's going to start needing 35 minutes and the Warriors are going to need those 35 minutes from him, where is Wiggins fit in? So, um, that's really ultimately, it's just going to be an addition by subtraction thing. It's not going to be any insult to Wiggins, um, but that's my prediction. So, Courtney, I, I hope I answer that. Um, and yeah, yeah, thank you, Courtney. Uh, and two last posts: Energy Manifest. I hope hopes Wiggins will take a ten million dollar pay cut. Um, don't count on that because Wiggins has said repeatedly, and I've had sources tell me as well that he wants one more max deal. So that's that's another huge reason why the expectation is he's not going to be with the team long term. Could be wrong. I mean, I mean, you never know, but that's that's why the likelihood is Wiggins is going to um, not stay with the team. Um, yeah, and, and the Wiggins minutes is going to be a huge part of it as well. And last but not least, let's end on a positive note. I try to be a good guy energy. Thank you, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, Wes is, Wes is good people, but I told it it's all good, man. It's all good. Thank you, everyone. Um, I'll be back Monday. I'm going to go uh, join my friend Larry Kruger for a few minutes and have a great weekend, Dub Nation. 2-0, six, 10 wins down, six wins to go. And if they do that, four world titles in eight years. That is one hell of a run. And there's more to come. It's great times to be part of Dub Nation right now. It really is. Have a great night, everyone. Have a great weekend. Take care, everyone. Later.